Welcome to the Created Woman Podcast, where faith meets fashion. This show is for dreamers, doers, and entrepreneurs, and of course, fashionistas. I want to help you discover your God-sized dream and purpose, because as created women, we are called to create for the good of others. So let's take the journey together. This is the Created Woman Podcast, and I'm your host, Heather Frierson. to hear people being empowered, seeing how the Lord is using them in their own story, how they're affecting the community, the people around them, and more than being empowered, it's being empowered by the Lord. So, you know, having Christ in their lives and talk, like just hearing them be so confident and like, that just gives me like, and we go back to the word empowerment, you know, like it makes me want to feel empowered to do the same thing and to be comp because I am, I want to be confident. I want to speak out and I want to get plugged in and share my experiences too. Um, so it felt really good. Wow. Ladies, what do you think when you hear that? Those are the women that heard both of you on the panel at our last gather her. What are your thoughts? Well, I can go. Um, I definitely feel like Jesus was speaking through me because I remember earlier that day I was so nervous and it just reminded me I had no reason to be nervous, but I'm really glad that it was impactful and I feel like it hit the right spots in the ladies. So that's awesome. Yeah. Gina, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, and I... Yeah, I agree. Um, I really, I think that what they were saying, that's exactly what we were trying to get across to help them to feel empowered, but empowered in the right way, you know, to, to share Jesus with the world. So I think it's great. Yeah. So we today are doing the podcast with our panel from our gather her that was actually last week. And we should say it was last week before the whole nation got quarantined literally pretty much the two days before. And um, Gina Anderson and Stacey Barbeau are on the show today, and they were on the panel as we tackled the word empowerment and what it means today. So ladies, before we even get started into the questions and diving in, why don't you, both of you, just introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are and uh, what you do for Creative Woman. Gina, you go ahead and go. Okay, I'll go first. So I'm Gina Anderson, like she said. And so who, who am I? I am a Christian wife and mom, and I have two kids. I've been married for, I guess, almost 15 years now. And um, my husband is actually a fireman, and, so, and I'm a nurse practitioner, family nurse practitioner. So we're pretty um, involved and inundated, one might say, with this whole situation. Yeah. And we have two, two kids. Um, I have a 12-year-old daughter and an 8-year-old son. And I love to write. I love to learn more about the Lord. And I do love to work out and to do to be healthy. So a lot of times I write about things like that. And I have written for the Created Woman team for quite some time and just mm -hmm. recently taking a break from that and getting more involved with um, the CW family, leading Bible study and um, that kind of thing. But you're and doing great. kind of me. Okay, just picked thank that up you. just in January. Yeah, that's so new, but much needed. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, Stacey, tell us, tell everybody about you, Miss Newlywed. Yes. So, um, first of all, thank you to Gina and all the medical professionals and 
um, firefighters out there risking their lives. We definitely appreciate it and it's always needed. Um, and so about me, I am newly married as of August 2nd, 2019. So it's been about seven months and found out most recently that I'm going to be a mama in October. Yeah. So that's been an awesome surprise and we are so excited. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be married like what, a year and three months? Yeah, exactly. So it's happened quite quickly. Um, And I am a volunteer connector for Created Woman, which I absolutely love. Definitely ties to my purpose in being a natural connector and just loving empowering women. It is so much fun for me and super fulfilling. Um, For work, I am a Google executive recruiter. So that has also been super fun, just getting to help in hiring the best of the best at the world's largest search engine and yeah just having fun with the CW ladies well the reason that we even put you guys on there is you know our vision for creative woman has always been equip and empower women to be who they are created to be and and that vision statement was so almost 10 years ago but it's really only been the last two years maybe three that that word empowered has been such a hot topic and a hot button, empowering women and empowering this and which is all great. Um, You know, I feel like, you know, good. We knew 10 years ago, good thing everybody else is catching on. But with that has come sometimes um, some different ways that people live that out. And so we wanted to get you guys on the panel because you're a part of the creative woman family. You live and breathe empowering women. But at the end of the day, we really believe that it's about empowering women and so that we will enter invited or we have a position that we can point people to Jesus. So it's an interesting topic that I think that we should talk about more and more, but I just want to start off where we were for the panel. Um, and I'll just read first kind of what kicked us off the other night and it's what identity means to us as an organization. And so I'm just going to read a couple of words real quick um, so that can kind of set the tone for our conversation. Does that sound good? Yes. Okay. So women are inundated with the expectation of having a full life and yet the pace of our lives in every area are completely overwhelming and unrealistic for sure. With commitments of faith, family, church, community, and career looming over our heads, women wonder what they should do, what they can do, and what they want to do. Now more than ever, women are being given the opportunity for their voices to be heard and are actually being heard and valued more than ever. But with that, opportunity comes with great responsibility, ever increasing the question, though, where do I fit now and what do I want to say most? And what's interesting, I think we have, we're going to go through the questions, and I, I loved all of your responses, but what's interesting is since then, we've been quarantined, and I know my role has shifted at home dramatically. <laughs> I, mean, I got up at four this morning just to get me done so that I could be available for everybody else. And I'm sure there's many women out there that are feeling the same thing, that whether they're late nighters or however you're doing it, you're trying to juggle. But let's speak to this as if we're in a normal routine and um, because, you know, our God is good and I believe that this too shall pass. So when this passes, where are we going to be? So 
I love to start with you, Stacey, just like we did the other night. Is, you know, you're newly married. How have you struggled while your husband is sitting right behind you on his own ear working <laughs> from home? <laughs> <laughs> How have you struggled with your new identity? Well, honestly, um, I have had to rediscover my identity a bit. I would say in the beginning, for sure, because things obviously change. I feel like um, God has for sure shown me a lot more about myself and I've grown a lot, which has been so good. So I've honestly seen more of my faults, um, more of my strengths. I, um, since being married to Andrew, he has been like a mirror, <laughs> which has been great. Um, has it always been great, Stacey? <laughs> I mean, there have been challenging times for sure, but I feel like overall it's definitely made us both stronger, which has sure. been really helpful. <laughs> so it's been a springboard, honestly, I feel like for me growing deeper in my identity in Christ and really who he's created me to be. Mm. It's also helped me to identify some of the lies that I was mm. believing and didn't even know I was believing about my identity in Christ. So like, like what? Like, man, people pleasing. That mm. is one that I've really struggled with when, I mean, for a while, and I finally feel like I'm to a place where I'm recovering people pleaser, I'd like to say. <laughs> um, but I realized that and it, um, it's really stopped me and just made me think, like, there is absolutely no way that I'm always going to please my husband and always make him happy or really anyone. Mm -hmm. So just realizing that was huge. And it taught me just to work harder to please God and less mm -hmm. on pleasing people because obviously they'll fail us, they'll disappoint us. They're yeah. not perfect either. So just lowering that expectation. And then I really like Galatians 1.10 just to bring it back to God's word. And it says, am I now trying to win the approval of men or God? Or am I trying mm -hmm. to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of God. So that just really hit it home for me and reminded yeah. me, like, who am I really working for? Because it's definitely not just my husband. It's not the people that I'm around, but it's really God. And mm -hmm. it made me realize also that I am such a better wife when I am stuck in my identity in Christ and really mm -hmm. embedded in his word and spending time with him. So that was the first one. Not sure how, how much time we want to spend yeah. on this question, but... Um, also I've always prior to getting married had an embedded fear of divorce. Mm -hmm. So that even my husband at the beginning could not calm. So my mom's been divorced, my dad's been divorced. So I definitely have always wanted to break that generational court curse. And mm -hmm. so I recognized it for what it was and the lies the devil was trying to scare me with and um, because I definitely believe even in times like this, when we're quarantined, that fear is from the devil. And um, actually, right before I got married, I guess it was a couple weeks before, the Women of Created Woman, we actually had a Bible study at mm -hmm. Stacey McVeigh's house. Mm -hmm. And they all at the end prayed over me and we broke the generational curse right there and then. So. Awesome. Yeah, so good. So I guess that was kind of before I got married, but 
Yeah, um, but you've even, seen how your identity has changed just from one season to the next, whether it's work or uh, married life, that just being empowered is not set, you know, just set into one role. No, that's what I, Yeah, yeah. It's been a big word. So, you know, we talked about that word, like at the end of every gather her, we have a table talk, you know, girl talk time. And I remember one of the girls saying that there's a lot of anger, anger behind the word empowered. And, and I think that's true for a lot of things that are happening. And so, you know, I just kind of want to dive into that word empowered and how it's been a hot word the last few years. And Gina, and just wondered if you could just talk to that about what that word actually means to you. Um, because I think it can, can come with some negative connotations when we hear, hear the word empowered for some women, it's men bashing. Um, for some it's, uh, coming from a place of hurt and others, it's very positive. And that's what we want to get to is, is empowering women so that they feel in a good way, empowered to do something. And so what does that word mean to you and how how have you come about that yeah um empowered and I think you're right there it it can have a really good meaning in that you know I'm empowered to do great things and then sometimes especially now for women as we're kind of figuring out our place and stepping up to the table um it can be sort of a a negative, you know, man bashing move out of Mm -hmm. my way kind of word. So to me, I I feel like it means to be encouraged and made to believe that you are able being lifted up to greater heights with greater influence, you know, than you would have been otherwise. (laughs) Repeat that because I totally sneezed. (laughs) Okay. So being empowered means to be encouraged, made to believe you're able and being lifted to greater heights with greater influence than you would have been otherwise. Mm. And one of the things that I I think of it as is more than being equipped or trained or taught. Like it's not, not necessarily something that Mm. you can learn. Um, I I was talking at, at a table after, after we spoke and shared, and I was talking to some of the ladies, how, how I had a personal experience that um, I had in my career, I had done all of these things. And at this time that I'm thinking back to, I'd been a nurse for maybe like five, maybe eight years actually. And I had, you know, uh, worked as a nurse and I had taught a few courses and I had been an ACLS instructor, um, which I don't know if y'all know what that is, but, um, (laughs) nevertheless, um, spoken to different groups And I had done a lot of things. And I had a friend call me and say, hey, we have a job opening uh, for an education position of being a nurse educator. And I think that you'd be great for it. And I was like, me? Like, I I don't have enough experience to do that. I don't have a master's degree. And, um, And she said, she started listing all those things that I was just telling you and more and was like, you have all of these qualifications. Yes, you, you are mm-hmm. qualified and I think you would be great at it. And to me, that's okay. the difference with empowerment that you're able to see your, your qualifications and that you're able to, to do wow. the things that you've been prepared to do. Um, so Ephesians three twenty comes to mind to me. Um, and it says that God is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think. And he does that through the power that works in us 
and he gets all the clo- all the glory as the one who empowers us. And um, so that really speaks to empowerment for to me because when when we are empowered as Christians, as Christian women, mm-hmm. we're empowered to bring him glory through his spirit that is in us. And I just I can't think of a more powerful verse or a more powerful assignment than to be empowered to point people to him. That's I, you know, we always hear that verse as a way to be blessed or to get more or to be healed, but not Mm -hmm. in that way to be empowered. And so what happens when you, I guess, listen to you talk. I, I know there's women out there, especially after our table talks the other night that maybe love Jesus, um, but have put their Jesus in a box Mm-hmm. And their identity or or work in another. How do they bring the two together so they are empowered at work? Because both of you are at jobs where asked to come to the table. Gina, you're on the front lines right now, like you said during this quarantine. Stacey, you're at Google Exec where y'all are all quarantined, and but life still goes on, and you're still working. You got your headsets on. <laughs> you're doing meetings at home. How do you? bring the two together to be empowered for the Lord, but also empowered at work. That's really good. Um, I think just always remembering who you are, number one in Christ, because you take that wherever you go. Um, You know, we're all creating God's image. We bring different things to the table. So just like recognizing what God has put inside you and, um, showing that and being confident in that and speaking boldly, um, not only about Christ, but like, you know, what he set you out to do. Um, I think Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 is really good also in just saying, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and Mm -hmm. do good works, not neglecting Mm -hmm. to meet together as is the habit of saying some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So I think that's something also is just when you see good things in other people to point them out, because I feel like empowerment mm-hmm. so much more than just like being competition with one another or trying to be better than men or, you know, whatever the case may be, but stirring up good things in everyone and helping them to be. That- the best. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, it's okay. I was, do you think that women, y'all, you know, where you are, do you think that women as a women group, we are getting better about empowering each other and lifting each other up? Yes. I think, I think certainly our, the, the created woman group yeah. is amazing at that. Um, and I think, I think that strangely enough, as women feel empowered, it almost makes you want to do that more, at least for mm-hmm. me. Um, I think when you feel as though you're oppressed or repressed and you need to like fight to be able to, to share your message and fight to be heard, that that's when it um, you're coming from that place of uh, maybe vulnerability and feeling like you haven't had a voice. And I think that's where it becomes more com- competitive sometimes. But I, I feel like maybe it's the circles that I run in or the the people that I choose to surround myself with, but mm-hmm. I feel like women are, are absolutely becoming more and more of a, um, 
cheerleaders. Um, I'm a part of a writers, writers group and we had Beth Moore come on and speak to us. Um, and she was talking about how the women authors and, and speakers, the, all the Mm -hmm. big names that you hear of, you know, how they have been so, and continue to be so intentional about being each other's best supporters. They're not competitive. They're friends and they're cheerleaders for each other. And I, so I think that, you know, if we continue to have examples like that, that hopefully that will be a vibe that continues. Yeah. And, you know, I think you said something earlier that really, you know, stuck out to me was the women that you choose to hang out with. Mm -hmm. So you're choosing your circle, but what happens when you, can't choose your circle like Stacey you work for a big team and of course we're not calling anybody out right (laughs) but you've worked for many companies and I'm sure y'all both have experienced where you've been invited to the table Mm -hmm. and I want to talk about why it's important but what happens when you've been invited but you're but you're not being empowered or heard how do you reconcile that and how do you respond Hey ladies, it's Mariah Holmes here and I am this month's fashion correspondent and I have the founder of his collection apparel in front of me, Amanda Mercer. You have got to check her out. So Amanda, tell us your why. Okay. Um, well, why did I start his collection? Uh, in Valentine's of 2017, I had a date with Jesus. He gifted me the vision for his collection. took about two years to actually go into action on it. Um, But the why for the brand came from what he was really gifting me and showing me, which was we needed more for-profit businesses to rise up in support of nonprofits. Um, And that is really kind of the heart behind his collection apparel and everything that it is seeking to do. Awesome. So I have had the pleasure of looking at her t-shirts and my favorite is the Fearless t-shirt. You've got to check it out. Also, you can find all this information on the show notes. Remember your why, ladies. Hey, before we get back to the show, some of you might be wondering, what is Created Woman and Gather Her? Well, Created Woman is a nonprofit leadership ministry for women by women based in Austin, Texas with volunteers and community all over the U.S. Our whole mission is to equip and empower women to be who they are created to be inside and out, and we get to do that in three different ways. First, through our gatherings like our monthly event, Gather Her, that happened the second Thursday in Austin, Texas. Then through our resources, just like this podcast, as well as our weekly online devotionals and our print devotionals that you can purchase to do in a group or individually. And finally, the third way is through mentorship, which is done with our volunteer team throughout the year. So if you have any questions or want to join the movement through volunteering or supporting, check us out at creativewoman.net. And while you're there, be sure to shop the latest CW merch. We'll have all this and more in our show notes so that you don't miss a thing. But for now, let's get back to our show. That's really good. So you're right. I definitely did not choose my team. Um, Mm -hmm. Thankfully, as a whole, I would say they're pretty wonderful. But that's really good. So I say when you feel like you're not being heard or you feel like you're not empowered, I would definitely encourage ladies in that situation not to force it. I think that just kind of perpetuates that negative connotation that empowerment has. 
Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's okay to be quiet too. Um, I think mm-hmm. the other night Gina brought this up and it was so good. Just, and I agree, just like sometimes it's okay to not be the loudest one in the room. Um, personally, I think also just leading by example and like staying grounded. Like for me, I read my Bible every day. I stay in prayer. I journal um, just to hear what God has for me. And then I walk it out the best I can. So I think that's another like silent way to do it where you don't have to say anything, but people just recognize by the way that you act. And I know even at work, um, I've stepped up in a lot of ways and just volunteered myself to like create trainings for our team for like new Googlers coming in and Googlers. Yeah. Googlers (laughs) as they're called. Um, And just making myself available to the team to ask questions. And um, now it's gotten to the point they're like, Stacey, you are so Googly (laughs) as they say, (laughs) (laughs) kind of a funny term, but I think really they're just recognizing Christ in me and yeah. seeing that, um, you know, I am confident in my job and who I am and I'm empowered and they recognize that yeah. and feel comfortable that, coming to me. I, I think that's so good. And you're right that we don't always have to be the loudest. It may, makes me think of, I just Googled the verse while we were talking. Um, I love the, the verse that says, vengeance is mine and I will repay. And not to say that, it, that everything needs to be vindictive, but if you are shut down on purpose for the wrong reasons, I just want to, you know, you know, it's in Romans 12, 19. When I Googled it, I found it. Um, but sometimes you don't have to, empower doesn't mean fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that if we're our identities in Christ, um, then everything will work according to his, his plan and his glory and not our own. But um, we talked about important for women at the table. And Gina, you talked a little bit about that too the other night. Why do you think it's important to have both men and women, not just all men, not just all women, but men and women? Yeah. Um, In every well, area, church, home, business, everything. Yeah, I think that it is important and for for many reasons, but the the first thing that came to mind for me and and these are such good questions to think about because sometimes I think we we fight for these things and we say these things, you know, we need women at the table and we kind of forget why. You know, mm. I don't I don't know if y'all know that. We have a shirt that says remember your why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so so why? On why sell so- now, people. On sell <laughs> now. Did you, like Did you like that? Did you like that? I like that plug. So, but the reason. I'm actually on the CW Collective, just to clarify. CW Collective. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. But still buy it. So that you have to go to that website. Yeah. Still buy it. Okay. Um, So, but I think number one, God valued women. Like, I think sometimes as, as a woman, our opinion doesn't feel as valued. And I just want women to know that. God valued us. Like I see that in his word all the time. God, um, well, he brought his son through a woman, you know, a woman birthed the, the savior of the world. Um, we were the first ones, women were the first ones to see him after he had risen and go and report to the others. Uh, he used sinful women as part of his plans often. Um, 
and, you know, used women as examples to teach to others as he walked the earth. Um, so he, he had, women were present in the Old Testament, New Testament, all throughout the Bible, and sometimes in very important positions. And so I think that God wants us present in part of his work and that that's mm-hmm. the example that is in the Bible. Um, and I think that the, the needs of women and men are very different. And mm-hmm. so both are equally needed. Like I love how, how Stacy pointed out on, on Thursday that, we're very complementary to each other and that's how men and women are. And that's how God made us to be. And so both are equally needed. And so it's not about overtaking men, but it's about having um, us there at, at the table to, to be that other half, that complementary half, just as they are to us. And historically there just has been a stronger male presence in leadership roles, especially I think in church, but in business and other places as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we're needed there to, besides the fact that that's, that's where, how I think God intended it to be. Um, we're needed to be there to represent the voices of, of women and the needs of women that, that men may not see. Uh, we're needed to use our gifts and tell our stories. Um, so I think we're very needed. Yeah. I always go back to how in the beginning, God created both man and woman and his image. And so we're both a reflection of, of God. And, Mm -hmm. and, um, when we don't bring both together as a team in every arena, then mm-hmm. we're missing a piece of God. It's together yeah. that we're whole. We're not either one of us. And so I think that's just such a beautiful imagery to always remember um, is that we're both in his image. So there's yeah, both value. True. And um, I, I really hope women see that. And that's a big mission of ours at Created Woman is to be empowered so that you can know that God has given you a voice. God has given you a purpose and a mission. And, um, but it all starts I think with identity, and that's what we've been talking about this whole month on our devotionals and at Gather Her is identity. And so um, can y'all just, as we wrap up, because I think we could talk about this for an hour. I could keep going and going. Mm -hmm. Just with the women that are struggling to find their identity, how, and maybe they're strong vocally, but they're, it's in a box like we talked about earlier, but what, how did you find identity? What does it mean to you? How, what what are some practical ways women can be stronger in their identity in the Lord? Mm-hmm. Great question. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, and or I guess more so on Thursday, I used to put my identity a lot in my job and, and really things that looking back now are not as important to me. Um, I mean, being good at my job is important, but it doesn't make up who I am. It's just a piece. So I think also just recognizing first that those are just labels. Like I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, I'm a friend. Yes, I'm a Google employee, but those are not things. That's not who I am. Mm-hmm. That's just the the roles that I play, the labels that I, I wear. And then also right. I just encourage all women to read their Bible, talk to God, Um, I mean, it sounds so simple, but making it a daily habit. And I found when I started doing that, and it wasn't just a, oh, I have time today. I can read my Bible a little bit. Um, That's when I really saw the the shift and just allowing God to break me down a little bit also and humble me. Um, 
kind of put me in my place too and realizing like, okay, God, I want to see who you say I am because that's what's most important. Um, So I think that also, and then just journaling, like when I would, I still do that when I spend time with God and um, just listening to who he says I am. And I think definitely the women you surround yourself with who you choose, as Gina said earlier, um, is so important. Like I found a great community and created woman, but even outside of that, I have some really strong Christian friends that just keep me encouraged and remind me who I am. I think even um, you, Heather, it's been, been a while, but you had said, Stacey, you are such a great connector. And that was something at the time I really didn't see in myself. So, Oh my goodness. You're so good at it. Oh, you just immediately walk in the room and start talking mm-hmm. to people. You're such an ease for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely love love the chatter um, and love getting <laughs> to get to know people. <laughs> Talking has never been hard for me. Um, yeah, but yeah, I agree, though, like that's been the biggest thing for me is just a daily. You know, even with this season that we're in right now, even though it's like day two, day three of quarantine. <laughs> My identity is all over the place because I'm wearing every single hat all day long, switching back and forth, I feel like, where normally I have a pretty good schedule. Like, I can be totally mom, totally work, all the things, and we just don't have that opportunity right now. But to be yeah, start, and if you hear kids in the background, I'm so sorry because they just <laughs> came back from inside, but that's where we are right now. Talking about uh, your blending hats. <laughs> I know, my blending hats. I know. Gina, what about you? Where are you finding your identity? I'm sorry. I cut my there. microphone off. But I'm <laughs> back. Um, so so um, I would echo some of what Stacey was saying, you know, um, that it, you can lose your identity in your the roles that you play, all the different things that you do. And I think that it's a little bit funny we're talking about this because I feel exactly what Heather is feeling. You know, I'm trying to be balanced and and know who I am and have a schedule and, and be productive. And then it's like every five minutes, there's a different thing happening. Right. I mean, as we sit right now, we're all trying to manage our kids while we're on this <laughs> podcast and work and do all this thing. All it's thing. ridiculous. I love it's how, I just want people it's, to know that as we're doing this, we're on Skype video and Stacy's got her headset on with your husband right behind you with his <laughs> headphones on working. Yep. And that's just the scene in so many people's homes right now. Like all... <laughs> We have to split the office, split up. (laughs) Yes, yes. So the struggle is actually really real, especially today. Um, But, you know, to know know who you are, Galatians 2.20 says that I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I'm his and he's in me. And it took me, I, I like to say I learned about identity the hard way. It took me a long time of trying to be what I wasn't. Um, you know, trying to be perfect and trying to be accepted by the world and just all kinds of things. Um, and then to finally be submit myself and to the Lord and to allow him to tell me who I am and show me, you know, day by day, like you were talking about having time in the word and in prayer with him, um, so that he can show me little by little who I am. And, um, the more he tells me who I am, the more comfortable I am being who he says I am. And like one of the things I talked about, Stacy mentioned this, but being um, 
being quiet. I found a verse that says it's Isaiah 30, 15, and it says you will be delivered by returning and resting. Your strength will lie in quiet confidence. And, um, often I am not the, the, uh, the one that I wouldn't say that I'm shy. I would say that I'm more just like a cautious observer at times. And I speak up when needed. And I feel like all my life, the world has called me to be louder and, you know, loosen up and speak up. And, and, you know, I've, I've just learned over time that that's not always my place and that I am who God made me to be. And sometimes my place and my strength is in being that quiet observer that speaks up when the time is right. And I think that there are women out there who are loud and boisterous and, um, you know who you are, um, <laughs> and the world, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, these two. And the world has probably told you a time or two to be quiet and not oh, be so sure. loud oh, yeah. and, and not be, I think the word I used on Thursday would not be so extra. You're a little yeah. too extra. Don't be so extra. And I said, if you're extra, be extra, but be extra for Jesus, you know? Right. And so whatever, what I just think the more that I have, I have gotten to know the Lord, the more he's shown me of myself. Yeah. I, I, I think that's so good because I feel like we we're using empowered and power women and it's, it's coming from a lot of, from a lot of loud people like myself that can look like it means to be loud, be on stage, be in everybody's face, but that's not what it means. It means to be empowered for who God created you to be and to own that. And so that when you are called to the table and whatever field you're in, even if that's raising kids, mama's reaching out to you, single life, business, entrepreneur, whatever it is, that we should be so skilled and knowledgeable at the way that God has created us that people are coming for us to question we have the answers and are able to point people back to Jesus. Okay, well, so to wrap things up, um, just that one last thought for all the women that are listening. If we are struggling with our identity and being empowered, what is the one thing, just really quick, that one thing that you feel like that every woman needs to hear? Stacey, you go. You love- Okay, so I think the one thing is, um, A, you're not alone. So I think, like, just not feeling isolated in that feeling is important. And then, I guess this is more than one thing, but also just clinging to God's word. Um, Something else that I used to do is hold on to certain scriptures as I was reading that I would just like meditate on throughout the week that would remind me who I was. So like we are fearfully and wonderfully made and um, you know, like you're created in God's image and even like first Peter two nine, it says, but you are a chosen people, a Royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So that's just like, how can you not feel empowered and confident in yeah. knowing you're God's special possession, you know, that he called you out of darkness into light. So mm-hmm. especially even now, you know, when we yeah. feel like it's dark, but it's really not that Jesus already has the victory. Um, right. Just wash your hands, drink the water. <laughs> it's <gonna be> okay. <laughs> yeah. So. That's so good. Yeah. Well, so the one thing that I would say I guess I'm like, Stacy. there are so many things. I think the most important thing to me that I would say, if you're struggling with your identity, is just turn to the Lord. And the, the verses that I use 
are Romans 12, 1 and 2. Those are my most common verses that I use. And so just, just, and the reason I like those verses is because they encourage us to submit ourselves to the Lord every day. It says to offer yourself to the Lord as a living sacrifice and that every day he can renew your mind. Um, and, you know, when it comes to your our identity, um, man, my mind just needs renewing um, sometimes because every day, you know, it's like you start your morning in prayer and the birds are singing and you're like, you know, I've got this. God says mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good and I'm um, empowered and I'm capable and he has great plans for me and all these wonderful things. And then you go get in your car and traffic's terrible and people are mean and things happen. And, um, and so I think that every day, if you just turn back to him, he will show you more and more and more of who you are. Yeah. And what's so interesting is that the scripture I used earlier where his vengeance is mine is Romans 12, 2, 12, 19. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 12 also. So right after you talk about identity, then just a few verses later, he's saying, vengeance is mine. Don't worry about it. Exactly. Yeah. So close it all up. Just go read Romans 12. (laughs) 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 All right, ladies. So to wrap things up, what is your quarantine fashion must have? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is a fun question. So since we have all this extra time and we're at home and only on video calls for work, Mm -hmm. um, I am loving yoga pants and t-shirts. I'm all about it these days. (laughs) You cut out a little bit, a little bit, yoga pants and what? Oh, yoga pants and t-shirts. I am all about the yoga pants and t-shirts. Today I'm wearing my West Pecan and Coffee t-shirt and it has a big llama on it. And some black yoga pants. Love it. Gina, what's your, while you're at home, because you're going to work tomorrow, uh, what's your, what's your at home quarantine go to? <laughs> so my favorite quarantine outfit, probably workout clothes, um, mm-hmm. comfy workout clothes and a t-shirt. And, um, you know, normally I would say my favorite thing to wear no matter what outfit I'm wearing is accessories, jewelry of some kind. Um, but that's not necessary. So I would, say, <laughs> right. I would say workout clothes have definitely been a staple in this time. And sometimes it makes you feel a little bit fancy to put on nice workout clothes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's why they're called, that's why they're called Fabletics or whatever that brand. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, well, y'all, thanks for jumping on today. And um, I know it's been crazy schedule. So thanks for just coming on the show today and sharing everybody sharing with all of our listeners about the panel. Um, you guys are awesome. Aw, you're Aww. awesome. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure and, um, state, you couldn't have picked a better, you know, partner for me to be with. Stacy's just awesome Aww. and sweet and truly a connector. Enough. And I, now I know you're a Googler too. So Googler. <laughs> yes, a Googler. Thank you so much, Heather. This was a blast and agreed. Gina was amazing. hope you enjoyed your time today. And if you want more, head over to creativewoman.net or follow us on social media for a dose of faith and fashion every Tuesday and Thursday with our weekly online devotionals. Also, we would love to meet you face to face at our monthly event called Gather Her. 
At Gather Her, you'll find a community of women learning to dream, live life on purpose, and explore our faith. It's a special evening where you can connect with your girl tribe, meet other dream watcher friends, and it's absolutely free. Well, all right, friends, if you like the show, help others find us too by hitting the subscribe button and giving us a review. Plus, you'll be the first to know when a new episode is available. Well, thanks for listening today. I hope it inspired you to take a dream step towards your guide-sized dream and share your story too. This has been the Creative Woman Podcast, and I'm your host, Heather Frierson. <laughs>